You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek War. We are here to talk Lucha fucking underground. I am Mad Mike or Mala Suerte Miguel. I don't fucking know. It, it's Lucha time, bitches. With me, as always, is our pal in the mainstream media, Matt Carlins. How are you, sir? <gasps> Bienvenidos, Miguel. Um... Uh, welcome to. I'm trying to go back. My Garza Spanish. Uh, I can't come up there. Uh, the the uh, la guerra de, de la media de la semana. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, man. I am so wired up and um, kind of excited. I've been a little busy lately, so uh, it was good that the return of Lucha Underground snuck up on me. Um, I kind of got reminded like three or four days ago, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. Let's get on this horse." Oh man! All right, now now Matt Collins hasn't been on the midweek war in a long time, and he realized our lower thirds have disappeared. Yes, Matt, Matt, um, the blame Google Hangout for this, but what would your lower third have been? Because we, you and I, we like to make jokes in our lower thirds. I I always like uh, my go-to joke uh, back when we were still doing lower third graphics was that we would always I would always pick a uh, a Taco Bell menu item, uh, and my personal favorite right now is the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the, the the crispy chicken nachos, uh, which is does not sound Spanish in the least, and does not taste Spanish in the least, and it is the most American food you've ever eaten in your life. It's it's a it's a fried chicken triangle that you dip in nacho cheese. I don't recall either of those items being served anywhere whenever I've been to Mexico. Uh, so, America and Taco Bell uh, would be my lower third, something along those lines, or just uh, or just ring the bell because I mean even all these you know you know. My, my my lower third would have been do we serve water in this bar? Yeah. <laughs> uh that would be hell no H2O. Um all right, so Matt, uh Qualis to Una Palabra para Lucha Underground. You see her sagging right into me. My one word is Modelo. Um <laughs> the ultimate fire up juice. Um here in twenty seventeen. Um I, I did not know it had magical properties. I did not know it was anything that people even wanted to drink, but there it was, and it worked. So uh, it, it almost yeah. would have been better if they pulled out a box of bagel bites and just sprinkled the. Oh, the only thing more appropriate would have been dumping a box of frozen bagel bites on top of the Mac, and he just revives, and he's just like, "I'm ready." Especially because it was Son of Havoc doing it, and he was the one in the commercial. He could have rolled in there. He could have brought Mom of Havoc. Or, I'm sorry, Mrs. Havoc. Mrs. Havoc. Yeah, I always want to call her Mom of Havoc, but... That's actually Son of Havoc's grandmother is Mom of Havoc. I I always... The family tree. Someday we're going to graph that out for everybody. All right. uh, I'm glad glad Son of Havoc appeared on this episode so that did not appear to be a completely irrelevant um, non-sequitur we just went on right there. This is true. Uh, Um, uh, Paulus to Palabra. Miguel. Me palabra es maracas! 
<laughs> maracas! I don't have any with me, but if I did, I'd be playing maracas! Let's hear it for the, for the one oh. musical instrument that anybody can play in the mariachi band. So. Oh, my God. That, all right. Well, as, as you guys my dog know, is pissed off. Wait, hang on. Your dog's excited. It's Lucha Underground, too. I don't blame him. Yeah. He's um, so, uh, anyway, this is the return of Lucha Underground all night long. The Mac versus Johnny Mundo. Um, Mac Carlin's Qualis to Bueno. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a jerk and pick the one match on this show. Um, but I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> you can. You can. I'll be able to pick something else. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but I, I, I will pick out a little part of this match that I thought it was especially clever um, because you know as we, well, I mean, kind of, kind of a two-sided um, bueno for me um, is that I, I enjoyed the callback to Johnny Mundo getting the early lead and then getting on his bike and running. Uh, for his life, and that playing into him crawling under the ring, and them them doing um, uh, um, worldwide underground magic, and um, PJ Black running down the hallway, which was awesome too. Seeing that, seeing them go around the corner and seeing the hallway, that iconic Lucha Underground hallway that we've seen a zillion times in every you know episode, basically. Um, and then Johnny Mundo crawling out from underneath the ring, and it was it seemed like it was really well done because it seemed like the crowd was legitimately stunned. Like I, I was looking at it, going like, like Johnny Mundo has cloning magic powers now because you know in Lucha Underground everything is in play. So course, I mean, absolutely. I'm like, absolutely. He, he could duplicate himself. Holy crap! What an awesome superpower. Sadly, he's just was just being a jerk. So no, no one can duplicate those apps. That's that, right. That's there's only one. There's only one. <laughs> there's, o- there's only eight of those abs in the world, and they all belong on the same person. <laughs> um, my my uh, Mi Bueno this week, uh, it's a tough call, but I'm going to go with the Kip-Up Heard Round the World. Oh, my God. <laughs> when they were checking on Giant Mundo, I... I didn't buy it, but I was real close to buying it. I was real, real close to buying it for a split second. Yeah. And then Mac, you know, Mac goes to attack because he's like, oh, Johnny faked an injury once before. Uh, and then he he turns his back. He's like, all right, man, you know, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. And then you just see the kip up. The, the most heelish kip up I've ever seen in my game. Damn life, and, and an was... audible gasp from the crowd, which yeah. was nice. I mean, they, they, and they took their, they, yeah, got to hand it to them. They took their time, and they took this the, one of the oldest of old wrestling, at least modern wrestling tropes, and just like worked it, worked and worked and worked and worked for it so hard. And then when they finally did the reveal, yeah, the audience was like, <gasps> like I can't you know believe what? he got. The creative ways that they had to run the clock out in this match. Ah, oh, just, just so many. Di- like Johnny Mundo demanding victory music. And then, <laughs> and you know, you think it's just a spot because he's a dick? Nope. Sexy Star is up there with fucking maracas, yeah. and she does the maraca plancha. Well, I was I was hoping that the mariachi band was going to perform Slam Town 
but oh, it did not I end was, up happening. I was praying for it. I was praying, like, if they just busted in on, uh, welcome to Slam Town. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go up there and perform. Yeah, I thought so too. I, that would have been a nice way to, to, to break things up. <laughs> oh, God. All right, but even though this is Lucha Underground, not every show is perfect. We know this. Um, Matt Carlin's Qualis to Malo. Uh, I think, I mean, just to basically, the, the only thing I can actually, you know, probably, the, the only thing I can really legitimately complain about is the fact that it's, it wasn't as good as Mundo and Prince Puma's all night long match, but that was a pretty amazing. That, that was actually, that is actually one of my favorite Lucha Underground matches, period. Um, just as far as the storytelling can go. And uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate the Mac, and I'll have more to say about him in in the next uh, little segment here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he's not Prince Puma, and I'm pretty sure the Mac will admit that himself. Um, so of course, yeah. So so as far as that, you know, you kind of went in not expecting uh, that much. So in a way, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But um, but there you go. So Mike, how about you? Okay. Were you able to find uh, something you hated? Yeah, me me Malo, it. I don't mind the tie going into next week's episode. I don't mind that as much, but if you're going to do that, have the end of the show actually be when Dario Cueto says, we'll see you next week, as opposed to Matt getting a stunner on Johnny Mundo, yeah. which, which could essentially get him a pin and the win. <laughs> Yes, when when you're like, when, I, like I get I get you're doing that for the for the temple fans, right? But don't put that on the show because if you put that on the show, um, we could have restarted the match right now and we'd have a new champion. Well, and by your estimation, the match should not have ended as early as it did. The match that's the problem with a vague time limit match is that you have to go till the end of the show. That's the whole gimmick of the all night long. It's not an Iron Man match. It's however the hell long. We need to go to get it's TV time remaining. So it's you know another one of the oldest you know TV tropes or superstation flashbacks. I'm sure people are having, um, but yeah, yeah, they do that and then they spend another extra few minutes that would have been you know you didn't have a few seconds there. The Mac literally needed one more second to get the uh, the pin on Johnny Mundo, but we didn't have that to spare. You know, so yeah, in, in a way they kind of burned the uh, burned their own step in a way, but um. Uh, it, I, you yeah. know, and, and I mean, I, I, think, I, get I think we it. understand we're getting, you know, we're getting an Iron Man match under, you know, under the guys that Dario doesn't realize that there's other wrestling and he thinks he's making all this stuff up for the first time. Um, so it is what it is. I guess you kind of go with it. Yeah. And I mean, do that for the live crowd. Totally cool with that. No issues with that at all. But like, you know, it, it, it the credits should be rolling up when Dario says there are no ties in my temple. Like it should have cut off Dario and like gone to like wow, <laughs> like like Shane, yeah. like, she, like Shane McMahon. Like oh, you it don't have an opponent for WrestleMania. Immediately gone to Chris Lee Nosegast. Yeah, it should, exactly. <laughs> it should. You know what's gonna happen next week? Yeah. There, no, there are no ties in my temple. Wow, exactly. Wow. And you know what? Honestly, that would not have been a bad way. That's a pretty good cliffhanger, just leaving it right there to say there's no ties in my temple. Um, and then to just cut it off, I mean, that would have left me kind of, okay, 
I mean, then you, I think every viewer would know that, okay, something's coming next week. Yeah. Um, and then you could have just come back and said it. So, I mean, kind of cool, but um, hey, kind of a cop out. But, but, it, but it does leave us wanting more. It which, does leave us wanting more, and it does do the right thing of promoting to the next week's episode. So, it, in that sense, yes, it was definitely, if you're looking at this from, you know, wrestling, you know, storyline logic, yeah, it was probably the right decision to keep things going. Um, because you are in a tough position coming back from a long hiatus and coming back Which to something that is essentially a one-match show where you're not getting all of your your maximum amount of stars on the one show. So you definitely need some sort of drive hard tease to get people to next week so you can really unfold everything else that they've got cooking. Yeah, that is one thing I liked about this match. How Even though we know it wasn't intended to be the show to come back from a long break, you still got a lot of the dynamics of the show. Like you, like you even got the like j just son of havoc knocking on Dario's office and mm -hmm. him answering the door might be one of my low key favorite things about Lucha Underground ever. I, <laughs> I like the fact too that Dario did not came out of the office as if like why are you knocking on my door as if he did not realize there was an all night long match going on right outside his door. He was just kind of lounging in his chair and just listening to the crowd and probably, you know, drinking or snorting something um, and not paying attention. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Matt, um, is there anything about this episode you would change? So, Qualis to Cambio. Well, yeah, as I alluded to, I, I did want to say something about the Mac um, as much as... I, I, I like the Mac. I, I think he's really cool. He's got... He's super, you know, awesome, good guy. Very easy to root for, very you know, charismatic kind of person. Um, but I just don't on a show like Lucha Underground, where everything is is made to feel so original. Uh, and it does sound funny that I'm saying talking about you know the original originality of stuff on Lucha Underground when we were just talking about you know Dario's you know history of taking old match concepts, putting a fresh coat of paint on them, pretending that they, he just made them up. But look, I mean, <laughs> a, a big portion of the Max wrestling character is a Stone Cold Steve Austin parody. And I just, you know, I, I, you know, I love the stunner and I love the beer and it's fun. But, you know, is that, is that, you know, don't you think the Mac is a little bit more than that at his essence? You know, don't you think those kind of, those little that portion of a character trying to drags down the hole. You know, I don't want Steve Austin indie parody, and I don't mean that as a slam on the Mac. I'm just trying to kind of describe, you know, the vibe I get off of it whenever I see it. Because the Mac can do so many other awesome things, and he's such a good performer in his own right. I don't, I don't think he needs. I, I think maybe when he was a, a year or two ago, or, or many years ago, when when he started to work some of these uh, Austin you know, callbacks into his routine that maybe he needed that. I don't think he needs that anymore. I don't think he needs that to prop himself up whenever he's in the ring performing. And I think if he would, if he had to, felt comfortable moving away from it a little bit and doing his own thing, that I think it'd be better for him long-term. And so that's my change. I, I agree to an extent, but at the same time, we get really fun spots, like pour the beer yeah, up and the he, on him, yeah. wake him up. I mean, that, that that's just a fun spot. Like, and everyone in Lucha Underground can sell a stunner really, really well. 
Well, I mean, I mean, every, 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 wrestling, every wrestling fan has has sold a stunner from their buddy a zillion times, and we've all done the the Shane McMahon bump, you know, where some or the Rock bump, or yeah, you know, a million yeah. times. So, I mean, I don't think anyone is complaining about doing doing stunners in the ring because all those guys grew up watching Austin, you know, yeah. and and no one does the stunner anymore. You know, it, it's been mothballed in in you know just about every other promotion on the face of the earth. I mean, the Mac's the only one still doing it. I think um, that's kind of why I like it, though, because it gives you that slight twinge of nostalgia. Yeah. A little bit. like cause, And he does the gimmick well, too. Like, Because the only other person who I saw ape Stone Cold this much was Shark Boy. And I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, show yeah. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, <laughs> if Shark Boy and the Mac ever wanted to be a tag team, I would be on board on board for that um but me cambio this week and and i know there are logistical reasons i would have liked to see the rest of the worldwide underground would like to see me a little jack evans would like to see me a little taya you know i I understand uh taya said she was still working on the documentary totally fine but you know basically my my change is i just want more well, you did. You have Ricky Ricky Mandel <laughs> as, as a member of the Worldwide Under. Is he a member? Or is uh, I, he think, just I think like he's. I think he's cosplaying. like. Um, uh, who was? <laughs> he is cosplaying as Johnny as Johnny Mandel. And I got a question too. Like, is it is it Ricky Mandel the guy who's been kind of like wandering into the backstage segments for a while? Ricky he Mandel. Looked like he, he looked Rick- like hell in those segments. But you put like the sparkly sunglasses and a bandana on him, all of a sudden he looks like Johnny Mundo. It's like, and he looks, you know, ripped and shredded again. Like, yeah, you know, good on you, Ricky Mandel. You, you hit the weights. You're looking good. I, I, I mean, Ricky Mandel was the guy that we saw way back in the season three trailer with the rest of the world art underground. So, yeah. I mean, we kind of knew something like this was happening, but. I, I like how it's technically Ricky Mandel that saved that match for Mundo. Yeah. Technically. Like, technically. Ricky Mandel. Is, uh, his bandana, is it Will his bandana say Ricky, or will it say Mandel? Or will um, it come up with another cool name for him? I don't think he's going to get a bandana. Ricky be Ricky. I, I think he'll just have a, a bandana that says Mundo 2. Mundo stunt double. That's what his... How do, you, how, do you say, how do you say cosplayer in Spanish? <laughs> Mundo cosplay. Uh, <laughs> hey, we all would if we could. Oh, we absolutely. Like absolutely. What a hero. We'd have to have someone walk around with us with a fan, but yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely do that. <laughs> all right, uh, so Matt, out of the one wrestling shows that you've seen <laughs> this week, where does Lucha Underground rank for you? Uh, numero uno, of course. Uh, as, as I was telling you, like um, the other night when we were off the air, because uh, uh, last night, uh, you, myself, Sorgatron, we um, we recorded a what I generously am going to say was a pretty awesome, amazing, fantastic podcast with uh, Eric Van Wagenen. Yeah. Right. I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, the executive producer of Lucha Underground. What a cool guy. Uh, who knew? And um, 
Yeah, so we just came off of that, and after we were talking after the show, I confessed to you that I have basically abandoned NXT, the weekly show on the WWE Network. I still watch the takeovers, but like the, the, the weekly show has become completely disposable for me. Um, much like Matt, a lot Matt. of the weekly WWE programming, I have Matt. basically denizened from my life. Um, but that's okay. Um, if, 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 you know, if, if the wrestling that you're watching is bringing you down, uh, stop watching that wrestling and go find some other wrestling. Uh, because it doesn't mean that you hate wrestling. It means you hate that wrestling at that moment. You can always go back. So I just want to let wrestling fans know that, that's, that it's okay. If you're, if you're down on a certain promotion, you know, like WWE or Impact for the last 10 years, then you can – then that doesn't make you – that doesn't mean your time as a wrestling fan has come to an end or that you've – outgrown it it means that it's time to find something else fresh to, to watch so hey hey matt did, did you know that wwe also has another weekly promote uh show called 205 live yeah i don't watch that either you actually should honestly i i you know what it's later good. larry tells me when it's good and then i'll check it out uh, but uh it's, and, it's, you know it's pretty good when i watch I'm, I'm not usually disappointed the nice thing about a show like 205 Live is it's like it's so far under the radar in the big, you know, colossal, you know, wrestling Goliath of WWE that it tends to get a little flaky from time to time, which is always a good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, go check out some good wrestling folks. Go go get your, you know, your New Japan on or your, uh, you know, your Ring of Honor. But uh, you know, honestly, like it's it's been a little hard for me to. Uh, to get the wrestling ball rolling lately, but I'm very happy Lucha Underground is back. I'll be watching every week because, uh, you know, people like you and I, we are the hardest of the hardcores. We love Lucha Underground forever. We've been watching it from day one. Day one, Mike, we've been on this thing. Uh, oh, and and, and yeah. it looks like and we got, what, like 20, 20 episodes on the back half of this season three? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks, Plus a two-hour finale. Yeah, like, like a five-month, 30-week Lucha, Ultima Lucha to look forward to. And, uh, <laughs> And, 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 and that, we heard that, from talking to Eric last night, it sounds like season four is uh, like a ninety-five percent go. It's uh, and Matt, Matt, I, I think the rest of season three is going to be heads and shoulders above the rest. I think it's going to get. I think it's going to get freaky dicky if uh, some <laughs> of the indications we've gotten. We we've spoken with Eric. Um, we've spoken with Krista Joseph um, mm-hmm. since this hiatus began. And the consensus is that things are going to get wild as hell on the back half of this season three. And I could not be happier because because it did feel like um, at some points that they were kind of stringing stuff along. But I feel like things are going to ramp up very quickly. We're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of fast developments here mm-hmm. um, heading down the line. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to cook up now. And um, I, I, I've watched four uh, wrestling shows for the midweek. And my official ruling is that Lucha Underground is number one, numero uno, of course. I mean, I might be a little bit biased because it's the first Lucha Underground we've had in months. But it was great. Even for a one-match show, it was fantastic. Um, Next week, I'll probably be a little less biased because I'll be back at a normal keel, I feel. But when the Believers actually started chanting Return of the Mac... Mm -hmm. I was just, I, I'm like, okay, it's it's number one. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, I love those fans. Unless, unless Impact actually called out me personally and invited me to India to book their show, 
And even then, I don't know if I would have made impact number one. So, <laughs> um, I've got one question before we wrap things up. Absolutely. I always like to ask a random question. Um, is the Worldwide Underground the coolest faction in pro wrestling right now? Because I, th- I, th- I thought I was thinking about this as I was watching the show and like that, thinking about, um, you know, they've, they, you know, that's kind of like on this steady rise. And we've got, you know, we've got some WWE factions that have come and gone since then. Uh, I would say that the Bullet Club is not as hot as it once was. The elite, if you want to say the elite of, uh, you know, the Bucs and Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Los Ingobernables. Oh, L.I.J. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ingobernables. Um, they're pretty cool. Um, but I think the I think the worldwide underground I think they're right there. They got to be in that conversation. I oh, coolest wrestling faction. Yeah, I I think I think I'll give them that. I think I'll definitely get. I mean, they're the only ones I know that has personalized bandanas. That's true. <laughs> right there, that like, puts look. you at I put you at the tippy top of the A list. You know. Yeah, I think they could stand toe to toe against. I mean, any faction in, in pro wrestling right now that you want to match them up against. I, I would look forward to any any of those matches if they, if in some magical mystery, uh, wave a magic wand wrestling world, we could get a match like that. Then, you know, I, I, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. They could hang with anybody right now. I would love to see, like, somehow the, um, the Worldwide Underground now versus DX of 98. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would be just the most baller match you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, just five on five, straight up. <laughs> like, you got Triple H, X-Pac, Outlaws in China against Johnny, Jack, PJ, uh, Ricky Mandel, and Taya. Like, come on. All right, we're going to go. Who wouldn't want to see Taya beat the shit out of X-Pac? All right, we're going to go dream match on this thing, all right? I would say I would have loved to have seen Worldwide Underground versus the Radicals. Original. Oh. First arriving in WWE because not only do you get, like, the super serious, you know, threesome of, uh, you know, Saturn and Malenko and Redacted, um, you also get, like, the just awesome, overwhelming awesomeness of Eddie Guerrero. And I think the heelish... uh, Worldwide Underground could just go wild. Could you just imagine what someone like you know Jack Evans could do with uh, with those with Redacted w- with Redacted or <laughs> Malenko and just going wild um, and just you know deadpan you know on the other side. Um, or you know you know it would be really cool too if if we uh, if you include the the fourth surrogate, the Impact players versus the Worldwide Underground, mm-hmm. Credible Storm and Jason for, mm-hmm. and uh, Dom Marie. That'd be fun. Jason's, That'd be a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I was watching some very old ECW, and I got to tell you guys, Jason's so underrated. <laughs> <laughs> he is awesome. Absolutely awesome. God damn, or, I or love that triple, old stuff. Or the triple threat. The triple threat's awesome, too. Well, Douglas, which version of the triple threat? Kane Douglas, Bam Bam, and Candido. And that's my, yeah, that's always my, my personal favorite, too. Yeah. Uh, those three. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. That, all right. Um, well, was there anything else we needed to hit on Lucha? Um, I, I feel like we covered all of it. There's literally nothing else that happened. Oh, and, and you know what? Um, we didn't actually. 
the match is fantastic. <laughs> like, we haven't actually discussed the in-ring action. We've discussed everything but the in-ring action. But the in-ring action is fucking ridiculous. And another thing is, um, I didn't get a chance to mention this either. I thought Striker and Vampiro were on point this week. Like, really, yes. very yes. good. Especially on a lot of the psychology and stuff like that. They were they were really good this week. They get, they yeah. take a lot of crap, so I like to point out when they have a good week. So yeah, I was worried because I know Vampiro is still coming off uh, being attacked by Mil Muertes. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they were they were right there. They were right there. Like it, it was a good time. Yeah. They they added to, they added to the drama, especially when Striker was like, "All right, I'll wipe the egg off my face." He got me like when uh, Mundo was doing the old uh, injury angle. Oh yeah, like when he, when he um. When he pops up and hits the Mac with the DDT, on a, on a side note, the, the 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 spiking your own head into the mat, cell job by the Mac is freaking insane. I don't understand how this guy does some of the things. Else. But like the, the the disappointment, Stryker was approaching like a Jim Ross level of disgust in his voice with with Johnny like, Mundo. He's like, like he was oh, right there, DDT, like, and then like he's pinning him. He's like. One, two, three. <laughs> it was like Austin <laughs> was hitting. Like, it was like Austin hitting Lita with a chair level of disappointment. Like, like uh, damn it, no, that's a wall. <laughs> no, it was. It was just like the resignation. Just like I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I fell for it. One, two, th- all right. Ugh, uh, awesome job. I was waiting when uh, Mac tied it up, though. I was waiting for Striker to say, "Oh, the Chai Mundo just blew a three-one lead." Oh no! I was I was waiting for it. I almost tweeted it myself. I'm like, "Wait a minute, the match isn't over yet." It, it has been the um. Well, it's not year is not a, a, a correct way of, of phrasing it, but it has been um the 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 the, the past twelve months of the blown three-one leads in major sports. So well, except for hockey. Except ah. for hockey. We close it out, bitches. We close it out, bitches. We close it out. Oh, that's that's what happens. Oh, wow. That's weird, oh, Matt Carlin. Yeah. That's so weird. That's Look, so it's weird. A, it's the last thing Picarini sees before a puck goes through his glove hand. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so, Matt Carlin's, where can the good people of the internet find you? Because it's been a while. And it's been about a minute. Um. Go check me out on uh, Twitter. I'm at Mainstream Matt with one T. And um, I have been known to jump on there from time to time. I come in little bursts. If I'm watching wrestling, uh, you'll know it because I'll be tweeting about it. But uh, always top-notch, hottest of takes from myself. So please, please give me a follow. And uh, give my mic and uh, the Mayhem Show a follow, too, for sure. Yeah, might as well. I mean, you know, I'm at Mad Mike 4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, hit up at Mayhem Show. Every Wednesday night, as soon as I get to it, I live tweet the hell out of Lucha Underground. I know a lot of people give a lot of retweets and everything like that, so follow the hashtag MM uh, to follow my wits and ramblings and um, Kermit gifts as I freak out watching Lucha Underground. All right. So, for Matt Carlins, I'm Mad Mike. We will catch you next time on The Mid Week What?